Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Namaste, yogis. This is Andrew Seeley here to welcome you to the Yoga Revealed podcast. From the enormously tall to the minutely small, listen close and you'll hear them all. On this exciting episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast, I have the pleasure of sharing the story of the Acro Revolution founders, Josh and Lizzie Young, and they brought along their firstborn son, David, who makes a guest appearance with Calming Baby Coos. Get ready to deepen your connection to the acrobatic yoga community and learn about the ever-growing acro culture. Josh and Lizzie started practicing acrobatics and partner flow over 10 years ago. Since then, they have created the Acro Love Festivals and the Acro Revolution retreats and trainings worldwide. As community leaders, they decided to start a revolution with specific methodology passed from teacher to student to make the acrobatic learning process one of simplicity and ease. And then I found it again at 25, and I think for me, yoga really improved my relationship with myself and let me see the best parts of myself. And then all of a sudden I found Acro, and it was this beautiful way to see the best parts of everyone around me mm-hmm. and to like collaborate and create something beautiful together. With a community of friends to cheer you on, anything can be done. Listen close to the Young family as they bring us the Acro Revolution fun on this episode of the Yoga Reveal Podcast. Namaste, yogis. Super excited to have you guys here on this amazing episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. And we don't have just one, but we've got three little yogis here today. Not little. One's actually enormously big. The one and only Josh, the founder of Acropedia, and his wife Lizzie, who is also the co-founder of what is now Acro Revolution. And so I'm super excited to have you guys on the podcast today to tell your stories and how yoga was first revealed to you. Yeah, we have little baby David here joining us. So excuse in advance all the adorable cooing and cute sounds you're going to hear throughout the time. Oh, the audience (laughs) is ready for the baby vibes. (laughs) The baby yogi vibes are the best vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want to thank you for having us on here. 
We've really been enjoying hearing all the podcasts come out. And uh, I think people in our community have a lot of beautiful things to say. So I appreciate you giving them a voice to say it. Thank you. I truly appreciate being the conduit of allowing this podcast to grow and shining the light into so many beautiful communities around the world. And you two are some of the best community (laughs) cultivators there are. So I'm really excited to have you guys on today um, to talk about all of the beautiful things that you've been doing and how Acro Yoga Revolution has come to be. So I'm going to ask you first, Lizzie, because ladies go first. How was yoga first revealed to you? Um, so I was 14 or 15 and I went to a community class with my mom at the community college down the street. Um, and I loved it. My mom had thought she signed up for an aerobics class. <laughs> so when we started looking at each other's auras, she started stretching the corner. It wasn't really her thing. <laughs> um, but I loved it. And as soon as I started learning yoga, I started sharing yoga. So in college I was on a rowing team and I would lead us through sun salutations and things. And I just like... Um, I didn't actually know there was a yoga industry at the time. I just kind of knew the practice and wanted to share my experience with it. Mm-hmm. And kind of Acro has been the same. Once I found it, I fell in love with it and immediately wanted to share it with everyone I knew. Yeah. So so how that evolution happened, I feel like, from yeah. yoga to Acro yoga. So my journey from yoga into Acro um, was actually pretty amazing. I was really devoting my life to social justice work, to thinking about empowerment. I was working for an international organization, running empowerment programs for young women in the Middle East, thinking about getting them involved in politics, starting their own careers. And this word empowerment was like a very special thing for me intellectually. Mm -hmm. And the moment I tried acro, I felt empowerment in my body. Mm -hmm. And that embodiment of this thing that had been the focus of my life's work was just really beautiful and amazing. And all of a sudden that became my life's work. Um, I say all of a sudden, but it was a very long, <laughs> gradual, gradual process that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about. Totally. Um, what about the acro yoga or like the acrobatic practice mm-hmm. or the partnership in yoga brought you so much so closer towards empowerment? Yeah. So I actually was doing acrobatics as a small child. My brother was in the circus when I was seven. Wow. He, instead of going to college, went to join the circus. So at a young age, I was like jumping off the roof into piles of leaves and my brother was using me as a jump rope. And I always say like my start in life was due to poor parenting. Like my mom would see me climbing the door frame, and she would like applaud me instead of telling me to come down. Like I'd be doing front tucks off the couch and she'd be like, do a double. So <laughs> she like totally celebrated this crazy, rambunctious, energetic part of me instead of trying to like put a lid on it or turn down the volume. Um, And then, like, I grew up, you know, I was, like, 14, so it wasn't cool anymore to do acrobatics. I had to, like, be a student and an adult. Mm -hmm. And then I found it again at 25, and I think, for me, yoga really improved my relationship with myself and let me see the best parts of myself. And then all of a sudden I found acro, and it was this beautiful way to see the best parts of everyone around me Mm -hmm. and to, like, collaborate and create something beautiful together. Mm -hmm. So tell us about when your two paths actually intertwined when you and Josh first met. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell the story the way you tell it? (laughs) Uh, We were, uh, I was, I'm from DC and Lizzie was working in DC and we ended up in um, a yoga, acro yoga class together taught by Vanessa King. 
And they said to find a same size partner. <laughs> <laughs> and and just so the audience knows, I, I wanted to give them a little <laughs> perspective. As I'm looking at Lizzie, she maybe comes up to uh, Josh's boob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm armpit size. Yeah, yeah. He, she, she definitely is on the smaller size. And Josh <laughs> happens to be sitting in a chair that looks like it's a dwarf chair. <laughs> even though, you know, it's a normal size chair. How tall yeah. are you, Josh? I'm 6'7", Lizzie's 5'1". Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Baby same David size. is half. <laughs> half this <laughs> is Yeah, our five-month-old child is almost Yeah, and you know his jeans he took after. <laughs> same size partner is yeah. a, a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, so she gave this rambunctious uh, uh, female tigger, pounded up to me. And, you know, emotionally, Lizzie is six foot seven. So it was kind of a same size partnership uh, energetically. And, uh, yeah, we had a great time. And then we kind of lost touch for a little while. And then we ended up at an acro yoga jam, kept running into each other. And we got that day to introduce a bunch of little kids to acro yoga. And um, that was a pretty beautiful shared experience that our relationship started on. Yeah, wow. we actually just went through and looked at our first like email and Gchat conversation. <laughs> and I found an email I sent to my sister the day after I met Josh. And I was like, we played with these kids for like an hour and a half. And he was so good with kids. And he told me that I would be a good mom. And I almost lost him. <laughs> I was like, I want to have babies with this guy. Wow. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> but we became um, acro partners. And um, we would just look on YouTube for videos. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually am a... Um, was a critical care ICU nurse for 12 years and I was working as a nurse at the time and I worked night shift so at 3 a.m. I would be sending Lizzie these like uh, long lists of of, like move flows like that we would go like seriously like five six pages long (laughs) yeah and I was trying to digest what Acro was all about and like just by doing different flows and trying different things and researching on YouTube and I really couldn't find um like uh a really clear way to learn to move forward and become better and and to find the resources that I need and that's kind of where um, the encyclopedia came Acropedia mm-hmm. which Lizzie was kind of a part of throughout from the beginning mm-hmm. she uh, showed me WordPress and then I started um, doing um, really poor coding <laughs> and uh, yeah and it just kind of blossomed from there so I think uh, everything that's amazing in my life kind of started eight years ago when I met Lizzie Wow mm-hmm. So before then, you said you were working as an ICU nurse? Yeah, yoga was revealed to me in a pretty weird way. I was working as an ICU nurse, and uh, one night I was working in shock trauma, and like um, I just had like pain in my back for randomly, and it ended up being an eight-year process. Uh, so my introduction was kind of dark in the sense that I um, was in really bad chronic pain, and I went 14 surgeries, and I saw hundreds wow. of doctors. And nothing really worked, nothing made it better. And then I started going to yoga classes and I was particularly doing um, like uh, Shiva race kind of style, mm-hmm. like fast movement, big hip openings. Yeah. And, um, and Annie Carpenter was really helpful. She gave me some really interesting um, stretches and that kind of like started making me feel better. So it became a relationship of listening to my body mm. and feeling what actually worked. And um, like the stretching part of yoga really helped and the mindfulness of like figuring out like what's actually helping and what's making it worse and staying away from the things that made it worse. 
like when we showed up, you had hard chairs. I'm like, I can't sit on that chair. You gave me your chair. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, uh, just, uh, yeah, just being mindful about um, how your, like, own, for me, in my case, my own pain was, like, uh, manifesting itself and mm-hmm. in trying to guide it into a place that felt um, more comfortable and at ease and didn't drive me crazy. And that was the path of... Uh, of, of doing the right stretches and also trying to like phase out all of these doctors telling me I need to do this and this and this and uh, none of them worked and um, I was in some bad places uh, trying to get better I was on painkillers for seven five years so, yeah five years and on my 30th birthday uh, my mom <laughs> came with me to the doctor and I was like I need more pills I lost them and my mom's like no he finished them because it doesn't work anymore on him and it's not making him better yeah and uh, I stormed out of there and walked three miles home because I was so mad at my mom for cutting me off. And two weeks later, it was like an awakening. And I was like, this is not serving me. And like, uh, and uh, I also felt better. My pain felt better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was some, like, something that I like preconceived notion of that was going to make me better. And it was actually making my pain worse. And they've done studies that chronic use of painkillers um, actually makes your pain worse, which yeah. it did for me. So kind of getting off of that. So I felt like I kind of went through the fire. And then after coming off of that and yoga was coming at the same time, those, those kind of changes is what actually um, brought me healing. And then, like, I felt so blessed to be out of pain. And that's exactly when I met Lizzie. Wow. Yeah. The synchronistic harmony of life. It's beautiful. That's true. Yeah. So when you guys first met, it sounds like you had decided that you wanted to start studying acro yoga together and learning more about it um was it something that you guys immediately were like drawn to and you felt the connection and started practicing as partners yeah Yeah. so i think i mean i feel like actually we've never had a goal (laughs) with any of our practice we just always had fun yeah so like we um i had recently switched from doing nonprofit work to run the after school program, so um, I teaching circus and acro to uh, underserved. underserved youth in yeah. the one of the worst neighborhoods in DC. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah so tell us a little bit more about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, think about yeah. that. A lot yeah. of a lot of yogis. I feel like there's so many people who want to be serving their yeah. communities, mm-hmm. and they don't know how. Yeah. Totally. And they don't know how to use their own talents. Mm-hmm to actually serve those children who need it most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I was really fortunate. Um, I Obviously, I had done a lot of circus growing up, and I'm from St. Louis, which, um, if you know anything about Ferguson, is one of the most racially divisive cities in the U.S. Um, and actually, the only time I was really in an integrated environment was in circus. Wow. So circus was this huge thing for me as a child that it really crossed socioeconomic barriers. It crossed different areas of the city that had normally been segregated. Um, and it was a really beautiful experience for me. And it was kind of great that I had this opportunity then as an adult to be involved in a program in DC in Anacostia, which is a neighborhood directly across from the white, um, sorry, Congress and the Capitol, but has unemployment rates and even like malnutrition rates of that of a sub-Saharan African country. Wow. So like being at the seat of power and suffering unbelievable conditions at the same time is this really interesting contradiction that exists in Anacostia. Um, So I worked with a broader program called Higher Achievement that really tries to get 
third, fourth, fifth graders thinking about college at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came to the after school program. They had to do their homework. They had to like talk about what was going on at school. And then the reward at the end of the day was that they got to come play. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest gift of that was that I was working with kids who, in a lot of ways, wanted to be adult. Some life circumstances made them be adult. Um, and giving them a chance to actually play and be playful. We talk about that a be lot with again. acrobatics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we talk about how we all love playing and getting to be kids again. But it's really cool to actually see kids get to be kids mm-hmm. um, when a lot of times in their day to day life they don't just get to be kids and be like simple and plain. And we had this one kid who was amazing. He would always do so well in acrobatics. But a few times he wasn't allowed to come to that part of the after school program. And I would ask why, and he would kind of be in basically their form of detention because during recess that day playing football, he punched a kid out. Mm. Like playing basketball, he like got in a fight. So all these competitive sports brought out this super competitive nature in him, this violent nature. But when he was in the circus, he was like the most cooperative. He wanted to teach mm. other kids like what he had learned. And like giving him a chance to shine and be a cooperative person, he was that. Putting him in a competitive environment, he was that. So it's a really beautiful gift, I feel like, yoga and these tools of, like, collaboration and celebrating who you are are really great to give kids because a lot of school, a lot of sports is this, like, you win, I lose. Mm-hmm. I'm the valedictorian, you're the salutatorian. You know, like, we have to compete, and it's really beautiful to show, like, there's a way to collaborate and create. That's an awesome framework for educating kids today because I feel so often it's, you know, push towards children to be into these organized sports and it literally you know puts one person on a pedestal and all the other kids are just little accessories on the Mm -hmm. field and to be able to say that everyone has their own luster everyone has their own shine and to allow each one of the children to collaborate in teaching one another these skills brings forth community and that's what we need in our schools today that's awesome yeah Yeah. and it's also movement and it's like um Healthy touch. Yeah. yeah. Positive touch, I think, is another big issue. Yeah. So, and that's, at the same time that I was sharing that and teaching that, that's what we were doing. Like, we would get together at, like, 9 p.m. at night, and all of a sudden it would be 4 a.m., mm-hmm. and we had just played. Yeah. And we were like, I wonder if this transition, did that would work? No, it didn't. I, like, came flat onto the floor. That, <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, what about this to that? Oh, that's cool. We just, like, popped through something we've never seen before. So, um, we totally came into practice with the spirit of just play and exploring uh, what was possible. Yeah, and it was super fun, and it was great because it was felt easier to share with other people around you because we're not competing for something. And so the collaboration that started to happen online became amazing. And even with, like, it, you know, Facebook was where it started, but then with Instagram, um, you know, it really uh, got taken to the next level. Like, especially I liked how it started with 15-second clips, and Acro is perfect for that. Mm. You show a skill and a video. I think people see a skill and they get wrapped up in other things, but if it's just a video of one skill, then they can be like, oh, maybe I could do that. You know, so um, I think that Acro in general is uh, in a good position to um, spread more and more and have more people experience uh, all the benefits of that Acro Yoga gives us. Definitely. And for our listeners who are new to acro yoga, or maybe who have not even seen anyone practice acro yoga before, which is kind of like impossible today now with <laughs> Instagram being like the number one place for seeing acro yoga, how would you describe acro yoga? Mm. Um, 
So Acro Yoga is just a playful creation of how you can support your friends. And it can take many different forms. We borrow from the tradition of circus, um, mm-hmm. which I got to do some of as a child. We borrow from... Sports acro, mm-hmm. which is like competitive acrobatics. Um, partner acrobatics is not an Olympic sport, and so that's kind of like a... Um, world championships that they do for sports acro um there's cheerleading yeah cheerleading they do amazing things yeah um but we both are really inspired by gymnasts and love working with gymnasts um but a lot of it came from the yoga world and i think the biggest thing that we borrow from the yoga world and we celebrate is this idea that things should feel good in your body Mm-hmm. So even when we're doing tricks that take a lot of strength, they take a lot of focus, they might look a little like intimidating or scary, um, we're doing them with an understanding that they should feel good, we should be breathing, and those lessons from yoga we're able to translate into a partnership and a collaboration. Yeah, so the other thing we love is that um, we practice together, often, but Every person we meet, it's possible to do something with them. Mm-hmm. So Josh flew my 100-year-old grandma last year on Mother's wow. Day. Um, I've flown people twice my size. I've taught little kids how to base me. So you can't do every acro yoga trick with everyone, right? Um, you A lot of times you have to learn and practice. But there's always something you can do with a friend to find a way to like share body weight, use gravity in interesting ways, and just to dance off the floor mm-hmm. and into the sky. Definitely. So... Tell me more about the inception of Acro Revolution mm-hmm. and how it kind of evolved from, you know, your own practice of Acro Yoga into what it is today. Yeah. So Josh started a revolution. He's the Bernie Sanders of acrobatics. <laughs> I am. <laughs> when people listen to this podcast in eight years, they're going to be like, who's Bernie Sanders? <laughs> Aw, don't say that. No, they're I'm not. Kidding. No, they're not. Burn. Uh, <laughs> Feel the so, burn. Feel the burn. <laughs> yeah, um, the idea behind Acro Revolution is that the world of Acro has grown so much in the past 10, 12 years. And there are so many different styles. Like we were saying, people from the cheerleading background have come in. People from gymnastics have come in. And the world of flows, which are often called washing machines, like a flow from one pose to another, has just grown as people have collaborated and shared online. And we really wanted to create a teacher training um, that helped people who are passionate about acro yoga and practicing find a way to share their part of their practice, the thing that they were passionate about. Yeah, because it's so so many things you can do in acrobatics, and that's one of the things I love most about it is that you can express yourself in unlimited ways. Mm-hmm. We have not discovered half the things that you can do with another person lifting them up. So, um, yeah, it's just like it's ready to expand more and more, and we just want to bring more and more amazing people uh, into this practice and have them benefit from the beautiful things like uh, communication. You know, um, I think acro can get frustrating really fast because things get harder really fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so how do you deal with frustration? How are you going to communicate to your partner in a way that feels supportive for them? Uh, But you can also ask for what you need. Um, And I think that's something that just is uh, inherent in life and all the relationships that you have in general. And acro can be like a little laboratory uh, for yourself to uh, try to cultivate um, healthier... Uh, avenues of communication and um, also happiness because acro is just so playful 
Yeah, especially like we were talking about taking away the competitive part and also adding the collaboration of all, like everyone doing it online and you can see what different people are doing and there's so many different things to try. Uh, it's just, as you were saying, the sky's the limit uh, in terms of uh, getting everyone to do it because there really is anyone can do acro. I think that people write stories in their heads. We all write scripts that we follow. And I think that we continually have to question the scripts that we uh, are creating for ourselves and, uh, and always create new ones. Because as we were talking before, all, when we were offline, it's uh, all about trying to be in the beta version of yourself in which you're always trying to improve uh, yourself and questioning the things that, the habits that you've created for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I really love empowering people to redefine what they thought they were capable of. And then they can just like see that they are running a script in their head because they just told me they couldn't do that, but they just did it. <laughs> so clearly their perception of what they're capable of is a little limited uh, with just the habitualness of life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that so often we as human beings, we often underestimate our own possibilities of what is because it's just the sense of seeing all these different people do things and thinking so judgmental about ourselves and saying, oh, you know, I can't do that, or I've never been able to do that. But until someone inspires us and supports us to do it, it takes two to tango, you know? It takes someone else who's done it before to say, you can do this. Yeah, so I think we think of our jobs as letting people see their inner superhero. Mm -hmm. There's this part of ourselves that we see day to day that we believe is us. And then we have these moments where we shine, we do something we didn't think we could do, we live up to the best version of ourselves and being the person who gets to facilitate that experience for other people is such a gift. And that was one of the inspirations to start teacher training is to give more people the gift of facilitating that experience. Yeah. For our listeners who are familiar with Acro Yoga, how would you say Acro Yoga differs from Acro Revolution? Because both of you two have taken, you know, the Acro Yoga training and now you have created Acro Revolution, which obviously has its own specialties. And yeah. tell, tell us more about that. Yeah, so as the world of Acro, Acro Yoga, Acrobatics has expanded and grown, there are a lot of many beautiful avenues to explore this. So Acro Yoga Montreal and Acro Yoga were kind of the first at this game. Acro Montreal really takes from the tradition of dance and improvisation and feeling each other's energy and moving. Acro Yoga is really grounded in the yoga tradition and, and time massage. massage. Um, yoga slackers took all of this and put it on a slack line and made it more challenging in that way. And um, Acro Vinyasa right now is working on taking poses from the ground into the air. Yoga poses. Yeah. Into the air, yeah. So there are all these beautiful expressions. Um, and what we found were that there were a lot of people joining the community who loved Acro Yoga, but they weren't necessarily from the yoga community or the yoga tradition. They weren't yoga teachers. So we really wanted to create a training that focused more on kind of advanced acrobatics. And our theory is that we are not going to teach you how to teach someone else the basics of acrobatics. What we'll teach you that is going out and flying hundreds of people in the basics of acrobatics. Um, we want to bring you to the highest level of your practice so that you as a student, you as a practitioner can think about how do I get from point A to Z? What were the steps along my journey? How can I take any pose, any flow, any skill and break down all the steps and think of a way to deliver it in a way that will inspire people and bring them success? So um, we just really wanted to create an experience that was more about facilitation 
and facilitating learning and adult learning, peer learning. More than we are the teachers, you are the students. And I'm, and it's like, uh, you know, being so involved in the yoga community, there's definitely that in the, like, the yoga guru thing that came from India mm-hmm. that I don't feel like is, like, applicable to... Uh, Creative collaboration. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it totally isn't, especially yeah. in, a, in a community like the Acre Yoga community where everyone's learning from one another. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there is any one guru, per se, or yeah. any one person that says, oh, this is the way, this is the only way. Yeah. yeah, we have no answers, but we've explored a lot of the questions along the way, for mm-hmm. sure. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and we also want to cultivate um, teachers that like are um, servant leaders that like are not just thinking, how am I going to get more followers? How am I going to make more money? How am yeah. I going to do one-armed handstand? Yeah, <laughs> that's tri- getting trick-focused is something that's very real in our community, yeah. as we all know. Definitely. Yeah, so... Um, stepping back and saying, what am I trying to put out into the universe? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, what do I, what do I really want to cultivate? I think the most beautiful thing we've gotten from the Acro community is the community. And kind of by investing our lives in Acro, we have been able to spend as much time as we can with people who are passionate about the same thing and who are just wonderful people. So I didn't see that. We have the we have the the coolest people, and 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 Andrew, you know this because you are one of them. (laughs) Uh, And um, yeah, we just have amazing people in our community, and um, it's just been really beautiful. To we've been traveling for three years now, and it's been so beautiful to just every city we go to, we just meet like um, people that are on the same wavelength and vibe. Uh, along the lines of what we were talking about with the fact there's no competition and people are trying to cultivate community mm-hmm. and like how are the ways that we're all going to do this together mm-hmm. and as we're, you know, this theme of uh, collaboration and it's been really beautiful to see how many talented people we have mm-hmm. yeah. in this community and it's still small so we all know each other. Definitely. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's amazing. I, so I want to talk about that being mm-hmm. that Acro in the community sense is like this bustling almost like a like a niche market you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like very specialized everyone's got like their own little shoot off specialization you know I do a lot of therapeutics you know Mm -hmm. Josh does tons of hand to hands (laughs) Lizzie's all about the pregnant acro exactly (laughs) very niche market (laughs) very niche markets you know and and so I wanted to ask you with all of these different offshoots of acro yoga Acro Revolution, what do you focus on? Like, what is, are you, are you more so about building the community through the festivals and the events? Like, what is the kind of like the niche that Acro Revolution fulfills? Um, I think Acro Revolution, uh, our goal is just to spread this practice to as many people as possible and not just people that do yoga. Mm-hmm. We definitely want all the yoga people to do <laughs> Acro, but uh, we also want everyone to do Acro. And I think. Um, I, a mission statement for me is to just spread this practice as much as possible and let everyone know that there's something that they can do in Acro and that it's worth trying out to see if you, uh, if it, if it can, you know, be beneficial mm-hmm. to you. And I think part of, um, what we love is if you love therapeutics, we want to help you shine in that way. 
So we want people to come in and find the part of Acro or the movement in Acro or their community that makes them come alive and makes them shine. And it doesn't have to be what we're passionate about. It doesn't even have to be what we're good at. Like um, we, our goal in teacher training is to build a community of humble, badass community leaders, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we want you to be badass. We want you to like practice and like really be living the practice and working every day to improve yourself. But I think there can be a lot of humility that we have teachers who are now far better at acrobatics than we are, and that's awesome. Like, if we can create people who are better acrobats than us, then we did a great job. Mm-hmm. So really inspiring everyone to be the best version of themselves rather than trying to make them a version of you. Definitely. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. I, I really like that and the perspective of allowing people to really evolve and adapt yes. to their own specialty. Yeah. So that you know that you gave them the tools to get to where they are, totally. but they're actually creating their own path. Yeah, their destination's yeah. totally their own. I don't have to set it up for them. It's like being parents, which we're getting a lot of experience with <laughs> lately with our five and a half month old. Yeah. Um, he's now been to seven countries. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your trainings and, and what you've been doing around the world. Is it more so based in the festival expansion, or are you guys really doing your best to expand on a worldwide yeah. scale as far as empowering teachers as well? Yeah, so um, really the goal for this trip was to do what we had been invited to do, right? So we could have maybe set out and said we want to do this here and that there and that there. But instead, we talked to people who wanted us to come, who wanted us to bring something specific to their community. And we just talked about what that was. What do they need? What do they want interjected into their community? What um, principles do they want us to focus on? And kind of how can we support them in building a community week after week, day after day, and be this injection of motivation, positivity, and inspiration? Um, So it looked different every place that we went. A lot of times it was like weekend workshops or longer kind of retreat settings. Um, but our goal is to kind of bring what that community needs at that time. So we both kind of started in the D.C. community. We've been traveling full time now for two and a half years and every community is different. In some places, people are really great at acrobatics, but they don't really think about spotting or that's kind of a, you know, a back burner thing. So that whole weekend, we talk about like safety, spotting, intelligent spotting, and that's what we try and focus on. Other communities, they're really safe, but they never push themselves beyond a certain amount. And in that time, like we say, like, be bold. We're here to, we have you, we got you, we're spotting yeah, you. Try something around. you want, yeah. you know? So I think part of our job as community leaders, and especially community leaders who are fortunate enough to drop in to different cities and locations, is to help bring what best serves that community in the long run. Mm. Um, and what we've started to do is creating the Acro Love Festival twice a year, and we found there were people just super pumped to be part of it. We love divine play. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's also a thousand people. So yeah. for some people, coming to a smaller festival is really nice. And one of the things we love doing there is we have a session that's like beginner hand-to-hand, intermediate hand-to-hand, advanced hand-to-hand. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we ask everyone from the beginner hand-to-hand class to play with someone from the intermediate and advanced, right? Like, if you know the skill and you've got it and you've rocked it, come share it with someone who's just learning it. And if you're just learning it, get the gift of transmission from someone who's done it hundreds of times. So um, it's really beautiful to create your own festival because 300 of your favorite people show up and you get to create this culture that you want to live in, that you want to experience. 
David has something to say. Yeah. <laughs> he's really he's been really really working hard on the registration. He's all about, festival. you know, going from beginner hand to hand advanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just wanted to express that. Yeah. <laughs> In your travels thus far, how do you interweave community? Yeah, so our philosophy is that community is whoever you're with. So right now that's us. This is our community. And so what we do and what we say should be in service of who is here, who is present. Um, that's us. That's whoever's listening. So Acropedia is this online global community. And so how we are and what we share and what we can do there is going to look different than a advanced workshop for hand-to-hand in Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is just celebrate where people are at in that moment, what we have to offer, um, sometimes people are like, oh, I really want to learn this trick. And we're like, that's a really cool trick. That's not something we do a lot. So you should totally ask someone else. Um, yeah. So like really being honest with what we have to offer to the world and to our community. And then just adapting that and bringing it to what people really want, what they need in that moment. So just being present with who you're with, where they're at, what they need, and how you can give that to them, I think is what we're trying to do. And it's manifesting these different projects. So Acropedia's online, Acrorevolution's a teacher training, Acrolovis festivals. Um, but they all have the same thing of bringing people together who have a shared passion and letting them create and getting out of the way. Mm, that's such a brilliant idea because it's allowing people to receive Acro through multiple multiple languages in a sense. Like you can give it to them via the Acropedia give it to them via the babypedia (laughs) and it allows people to really be able to access acro in their own their own way of receiving you know it's like digesting it in different ways yeah and just um i think the important part is um giving them the exposure and then also trying to organize it in a way that they can digest it and it's not just watching random videos. So on Acropedia, there's a, a search that you can search for level one poses or level one skills, and you can start there and uh, and and build up and also see what um, what skills uh, there are and how they progress forward. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is the future of Acro? Well, I guess Acro is like uh, a fad, like anything else, right? Ah, I don't think it's a fad. I think it's a, a, a practice, you know? It's it's almost like um, like if you think of Aikido or, you know, Taekwondo. Like, these are all different lineages of this same branch of martial art. So yoga, being this martial art, in a sense, has all these different shoot-offs and acro-revolution, acro-yoga. They're all different little shoot-offs of this same branch of yoga, and so I think, you know, it's all evolution based upon the practitioners. Totally. And I'm just saying in terms of like um, its popularity. Ah. <laughs> yeah, not in terms of uh, what it is and how it's going to contribute to the world, but in terms of when is it going to be popular and how long is that going to be and what uh, changes can we um, bring to the world as it spreads and grows, because it's still in that growth phase. Yeah, I'd say it's in the infancy of growth phase. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we see it as a movement art that is accessible. Um, it is in the infancy stage, just like this infant has something to say. <laughs> but um, we see acro as this movement art that is growing, 
And the thing that it offers um, that some other movement arts do and some don't is this instant sense of community connection and trust because you have to work together. It tends to build relationship and community in a way faster than um, some other movement arts. So I want to hear what you guys are excited about in the whole acro-revolution sphere and what's coming next. What can our listeners look forward to from you and Lizzie? Uh, yeah, we are in Southern California right now, Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah, loving it <laughs> down here. It's beautiful. We actually want to move to San Diego. Nice. Yeah. That's going to be a perfect hub, especially for Acro Love. Yeah, so we have Acro Love Festival uh, coming up really soon. Nice. Right around the corner. Yeah, it's coming up in a week. And uh, yeah, it's, we have about 250 people coming out to that. And uh, we also have Acro Revolution teacher training happening right after the festival. Awesome. In San Diego? In San Diego. So people can actually come and learn how to become an Acro Revolution teacher. Yeah. They should go to acrorevolution.com and you can look at what the requirements are to be an Acro Revolution teacher. And uh, yeah, uh, come join the tribe. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Josh. I truly appreciate all of your knowledge and your wisdom and how beautiful it is to see these communities thrive and how you've been such an instrumental part in making it happen. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you do for the yoga community with this podcast and all the positive energy that you're putting out into the world. Ah, Thank you. Blessings indeed. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. You can learn more about Josh and Lizzie and the Acro Revolution family and trainings at their website, acrorevolution.com. Make sure to check out their awesome festival and all things acrobatic in sunny San Diego at acrolovefestival.com, which is happening August 5th through the 7th. In addition, for more inspiration, you can go to Acropedia on Instagram to have daily feeds of amazing posts and great tips. And big news, Yoga Revealed listeners. This September, I'm leading a yoga adventure like no other. I'm going to India, and I want you to come with me. Come on a fully curated magical journey with me to explore some of India's most sacred sites like the Taj Mahal, the Bodhi Tree where the Buddha reached enlightenment, and the powerful Ganges River. We will build mental and physical strength as we reveal the true depth of yoga's roots in India. The whole trip will be documented by an Emmy Award-winning film crew so that you don't have to worry about capturing the beauty on your own. For more information, visit yogarevealed.com. Namaste, yogis. Live light, shine bright. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 